Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode. Hello. 
Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation, a podcast with busy business owners and leaders in mind. I'm Nikki Cross, owner of Thrive Life and Business, and today's episode is my very first interview where I'm joined with special guest and marketing guru, Camilla from Human Edge Marketing. In today's episode, we discuss overcoming your inner critic, procrastination, and all things inner work with the objective of making you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. I can't wait to share today with you and if you are tuning in, please click subscribe and don't forget to tag me in your social media platform of choice with your key takeaways. Let's dive straight in. Welcome Camilla to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Honestly, to be your first guest is an absolute honour. I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. You're welcome. So Camilla, how about you introduce yourself and how Human Edge Marketing has come to fruition? Yeah, so um, I set up Human Edge Marketing because it's a mouthful, I call it HEM for short. Mm. It was about a year ago, it was just before COVID kind of kicked off, I had this idea. It's been, been kind of ticking along in the background for that long. Um, and before that, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll, I'll go there. Yes. <laughs> before that, my, my um, career history is quite checkered. So I think I spent a lot of time floating around, not really knowing what I wanted to do, which felt like a very heavy burden on your shoulders. I don't know if, if you've been there before or if people listening can relate to that. But um, I was naturally a really creative person. So I started off at 18, moving to London uh, and starting off as a makeup artist. So I trained at London College of Fashion. Um, It was all, it sounds very glitzy. The truth of it is it's really difficult. That was because I'm quite old now. Um, I'm 40 next year. I'm not old. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm 40 next year. This is a long time ago. And um, and yeah, it was before social media. And what you did when you were a makeup artist was you joined an agency and then you relied on the agency to get you work. So there was no Instagram. There was no, none of that at all. No reels, no stories. It was just you in an agency. It was really hard. So I set up by myself, did this. I had to get a part-time job because I had to fund you know, living and paying rent and all those things. And they'd call you and they'd say, tomorrow you've got to shoot for the Daily Mirror. Um, tomorrow can you can you do it can you drop everything and when you had a part-time job it it was really hard to drop everything thing is is if you did that a couple of times and said no they wouldn't ask you again so it was it was a really big learning curve and it and it kind of I think that's when self-doubt set in or fear Mm -hmm. of failure or all of those horrible things set in from that young age Mm -hmm. and I ended up drifting into being a PA um, for some F1 companies which again sounds really glitzy it was a lot of hard work and that's when the floating started really and I just thought you know I really don't know what I want to do I know this isn't it I know I need to do something creative because that's what I enjoy and I went um, for this company to sort out their website and look at their social media strategy with an agency in Marlebone in London. I remember walking through the door and going, this is it. This is what I want to do. I've got goosebumps just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, me and too. I sat, <laughs> like, I sat there just grinning in this meeting. I think my boss was there going, gosh, she's enjoying this. Um, and I just knew it just clicked. It was just like, this is what I want to do. So this is by the age of 30. So I climbed the ladder as an executive PA. And then it was like, I want to give up my job and I'm going to start in a marketing agency at the bottom as a marketing exec um, and I'm just going to learn and I think one of the good things about when you're slightly older 
So I just hit my 30th birthday when I quit the job. Uh, one of the things that is brilliant is you, you know a little bit more and you're a bit more grounded. So you know you've got to train, you know you've got to get all the resources and just learn everything. And I literally just was like, yeah. so we did, um, I did my CIM uh, in marketing at the university down the road. I did Google Squared, which had just come out at the time. And I just drank it all up, really. So I climbed from exec to head of strategy quite quickly uh, and got to work with some really big brands on their marketing strategy, on their social media strategy, uh, running workshops for them. uh, And I just loved it. I was just in my absolute element. And then I had, I fell pregnant a couple of years ago. I had George, my little boy, and it just changed things for me. Mm -hmm. I took my kind of foot off the pedal and went, actually, hang on a minute, what do I know I love marketing. I know I love speaking to people. Uh, I love that feeling when they get it and you can literally see the penny drop in their face and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Oh my God, I get that. Yeah, and they're excited. And I thought that's what I want to do more of. So that's why I set up HEM. It's been mainly women and not particularly by choice. It's just happened that way. Founders two to three years into their company um, and they've lost their way. They feel overwhelmed. They feel a bit stuck. They don't know what to put out there. There's so much noise. Mm. And we know that on Instagram and it's everywhere and so how can people find their own way their own path in how to share what they do that feels right for them yeah. uh, it doesn't feel icky you know one of the things that I learned when I was talking to corporates was I've got big budgets with them and they just want me to tell them what to do and I realized very quickly that actually when you t- talk to humans and people about their brands that's not necessarily the right thing to do because it needs to be right for them mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I set up PEM to do that very thing and just to guide people on their way to something that feels right and they enjoy doing you see that little light switch on and I was like yeah this is this is it this is what I need to be doing so that's how HEM started I love that so much because I've actually been a client of Camilla's and what Camilla's really good at is cutting through the noise with you as a human which I love that you've incorporated into the name of your business because you know that there are all of these marketing strategies that you probably should be doing and these rules if you want to get you the right clients to notice you but actually the learning it comes from within doesn't it and so when you're working together for you to see that penny drop that must be a really really proud moment for you right you you buzz off it because you know when I finish coaching someone and we finish working together is seeing them do it afterwards on Instagram or on Facebook or and seeing them do it really well and you're like yes like there's nothing there they go. And no, it, they go and they're on their way and it's just yeah it's amazing and interestingly Camilla doesn't know this but The reason that she is the first guest on the podcast is because one of my goals when we started working together was for me to launch the podcast. So there you go. (laughs) So your background then, you really trusted your instinct then. When you went from literally one type of career to a completely different type of career, you really trusted that instinct and a law when you said, and I just walked in and I knew this is it. But you also yeah. mentioned that, you know, it's been it's been a slog. It's been challenging at times. Yeah. I'm really interested to hear mm-hmm. what do you think that your biggest challenge has been so far? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think anyone who sat their own company knows that there are many, but the things that are very heartfelt and the things that affected me the most was the fear of failure 
and still is I'm not going to lie it's still there and it's something that I have to work on the fear of it not working and I think it sets back to those makeup artist days where in my head my inner critic is saying well you didn't do a very good job there did you you only did a few bits there didn't you so how do you feel this is going to be any different and I have to literally go la 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 <laughs> ignore it acknowledge it no I'm doing this now and it's okay so I'm I think the trick for me was being a lot kinder to myself mm. and recognizing when I do it. The other thing is when you work for a corporate or an agency or a, it's not you. So it's very easy to stand in front of 200 people and do a workshop around their marketing and not even worry about it. After a point, you become desensitized to it. So you just go for it. Um, and men setting up by yourself, there's no, there's no corporate to hide behind. It's just you. Mm. And that's a biggie as well, because I didn't think of that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, but it's, it's me on Instagram. I've got to show my face for me. I'm not hiding behind an agency because that's so much easier to be like, this is what we do. This is how much we charge. Oh, we don't like your cost. Okay, cool. You know, it's, it's a very different kind of machine. The fear of failure and it not working has been the biggest thing for me. And I, I think I was quite unlucky at a couple of points in my career where I worked very closely with people above me who now looking back and understanding what it is, there was a bit of narcissism there. There was gaslighting there. There was one point in my career where my confidence was so knocked and it that took a while to come back from, mm. especially when you're putting yourself out there after you've been criticised. Um, that's a biggie. So that was part of it as well, that fear of failure. For me, I think it's just been recognising that I'm doing it mm-hmm. uh, and recognising that it's, the worst is not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know having that in mind what's the worst that's going to happen probably nothing what you might sound a bit silly uh, and that and that's it um so it's a work in progress it's something that I, I know I'm going to have to work on for a long time and I'm okay with it yeah I love that so much thank you so much for being so honest there because I think that when we talk about our challenges a lot of the time the ones that are the easiest to talk about are the ones that I completed tick that's done it's in a box with a bow on and actually you're right the most heartfelt challenges are the ones that we all share last week's episode was all around fear particularly in these uncertain times so I think that everyone listening will be able to relate to you even if they're not an owner of a business or even if they're in a corporate environment because it's not only the failure is it it's not only the fear of failure it's everything that comes after the failure and it goes really deep right yeah some some of it goes back to you know childhood stuff mm-hmm. and it's, it can be I remember a comment that somebody used to say to me when I was little so my name's Camilla and for short it was Millie and I remember when I was a kid being called silly Millie if I did because I was quite loud as a kid I was quite chatty I was always kind of chirping around like oh silly Millie and it stuck with me wow. as an adult and it was like oh well that's silly and I the, the term silly for me like the fear of looking silly or not being good enough or it not being perfect it all feeds back into some of that stuff when I was younger both Camilla and I we've both worked with Wendy the completion coach yes and so she's absolutely awesome in digging back into that work and have you found that useful then for you in terms of working through that yeah so Wendy was an absolute pivotal point for me so I saw Wendy about it must be a year ago maybe over a year ago now um, and she's she's amazing at what she does and um, I went to her and I said look I can't start I know I want to do something I know I want to do human edge marketing she helped me with that name because she's just got that brain where she goes this and this and this put it together there it is and I'm like yes 
but I couldn't start. So I would collect all the business books, like all the marketing books, all the development books, and I wouldn't read them. I wouldn't even start because I felt, I think in my head, if I start, then I've got to do and I might fail. So I'm telling you what, I'm not even going to start it. The sabotage was that bad. I'm not even going to start looking at it. And then I saw Wendy, she really helped to uncover some of those things and why I was doing them. And, and it really made me reframe it in my mind of actually, if I take those small steps every day, read 10 pages of the book a day and then put it down. And it's like a snowball. And then it just started building and building and building to the point where today I feel much more comfortable and it's just, it's just easier, but it, it definitely, Definitely without her, I would have, I think I probably would have been stuck or it would have taken me longer, longer. to get where I am today. But yeah, she's been really pivotal. I'm so glad that I saw her when I did. Yeah. And when you talk about coaching, so obviously you're a coach and a mentor. When we talk about investing in ourselves, that's scary in itself. Mm. It sounds like you knew that you couldn't complete this until you started it, but you knew you couldn't start it until you'd invested in uncovering that stuff for yourself. But you yeah. mentioned before non-negotiables. What is it that helps you keep your sanity? So since lockdown, I went a little bit more woo than I was before. And I started pulling cards and I would light incense and do journaling and lunar cycles. And that has helped me massively yeah. because it's given me a grounding. And I think I need some more grounding. Otherwise, I feel like I'm floating around quite a lot. Um, yoga as well. So George, my little boy, is in nursery three days a week. So I make sure that before I get up, before I do anything, I do the yoga on a Monday morning. And actually, Nikki, this came from you. So I've only been doing this for about a month, but it's really helped. On a Monday morning, I get my journal out and I go, okay, how do I want to feel this week? What are the things that I want to get done? Like the top five biggies, but more importantly, what are the things that is going, are going to, sorry, move my business forward? Okay. So whether that is the new newsletter that I'm launching or whatever, how am I going to move forward? Chunk it down. And then I literally photo photocopy my journal double page and I put it on my desk and it doesn't move and I use it as a tick sheet because I think everyone has those times especially when they've got their own business where they do something and then they sit there and go right what do I need to do now and it can feel quite overwhelming because there's so much to do I look down I'm like cool yeah I'll get on with that so that's been a, a huge help as well and it's helped me with procrastination one thing that I am guilty of doing um so yesterday <laughs> My back wall of my office is really boring and bland. And when I do calls with clients, I want it to be a bit more colorful. So I was like, right, I'm gonna sit on my iPad. I'm gonna design the back wall of my office. Two hours, I spent doing that. Two hours. And I went downstairs, because my office is above the garage. I went upstairs, downstairs to my partner. I was like, I've just spent two hours farting around on Procreate. I feel really guilty. I feel really bad. Because my time is precious in terms of when George is in nursery. It's like, in my head, I'm like, you've got to get going. You've got, to, you've got so much to do. Um, but I thought, do you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't do it hugely often. I'm going to go with it. I still haven't come to a design for my office. But I think I was just putting stuff off. But when you recognise it and go, that's what you're doing. And it's okay. Don't worry about it. It feels a lot lighter yeah for sure but I love what you said there though as well because alongside the things that are your non-negotiables you know the journaling and the yoga and the more sort of strategic writing down my goals and chunking them down and having that list my ears totally pricked up when you said sometimes particularly when you're a single owned business owner you can sit at your desk and be like okay so what now <laughs> what to do and you know that there is so much to do but that overwhelm can sort of put you into that place of procrastination right yeah 
massively it can almost fog everything over yeah. so that you don't know where to go next even marketing myself there's Instagram okay I should go on LinkedIn for the corporate I need to get my corporate page done I need to there's like this long long list of things to do but I find if I do try and do more than five big things a week it never happens and then the roll-on effect of that is well you didn't do that did you the inner critic goes you didn't manage to get that done did you so it's still on your list and then you beat yourself up over it mm-hmm. um, so it's definitely finding that balance and, and I'm learning as I'm going along how much can I bite off and do really well and enjoy the process of doing it without it flipping over to that I'm overwhelmed I give myself too much I feel like I failed because I haven't done it and then beating yourself up in this little hole so that's been a big learning curve as well of actually what are my five big things that are going to move the needle for my business and give my business the love that it deserves and that sounds kind of wishy-washy but I remember saying to you like talking about your business or thinking about your business as if it is a relationship that you have so with your partner you'd give them some respect you'd give them some breathing space you'd give them like all of those things you know you'd put on a nice outfit for them whatever all of those things you should do with your business as well and that's a good mindset shift to go okay actually I'm going to treat my business I know I've been putting that off and I know I need to do it because they need it so I'm just going to get it done and I'm because I know our relationship will be so much better once I've done it Mm, I love that so much and you definitely um, made me think when you taught me that concept about your relationship with your business the other thing that I love about what you said is it can be a big roller coaster so you have this win in business and you go I am great this is fantastic and we (laughs) attach our sort of self-worth if you like to how we're doing or the achievements that we've made but then there's the flip side of that of course I love the way you do the voice of your inner critic you didn't get that done did you what a cow (laughs) she's a bitch I hate she I hate her she's so she's just aggressive but you are keeping her at bay. What I love about one of the non-negotiables that you've mentioned there is, what are my big goals? Chunk them down, photocopy the journal. Right, that's what I'm doing this week. That's a great way to make sure that procrastination isn't getting the better of you and overwhelm. But what you're also doing there by doing that is stopping that wave of, I'm great. No, I'm crap. I'm amazing. No, I'm shit. Yeah, it's, yeah, we all have those ebbs and flows and we all have those days that you just feel a bit rubbish. And I think it's just about accepting that that's all right and not beating yourself up over it because I think everybody does that. We all have the kind of real ebbs where you're like, I just don't, I don't want to be on Instagram. I don't want to show my face on stories. I'm not feeling the vibe. I'm not, so actually not doing it. And also if I procrastinate on that list, I go, well, what did I not do looking at it? And it's like, well, why did I not do that? Because there's a deeper reason behind why I'm not doing that particular thing. Otherwise I just get it done. And then accepting that, okay, well, that's why it just makes it easier. It's like being softer on yourself and kinder on yourself. Mm, Strength in surrender, hey? Yeah, lovely. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So obviously you've gone from, you know, the corporate world all the way through to owning your own business. What I'm really interested to know is you've had all of that experience now. What is it that you love about owning your own business? Yeah, I think um, I think it's the freedom. It is the freedom to be myself rather than hiding behind that corporate. And that takes some work to be yourself. I think working with clients that I love and believe in and know will go and do great things um, and just seeing them light up and own that process and not being like, 
okay, this is a client you have to work with. That sounds really picky and like I'm being elitist and I'm not at all. I think when you work with somebody quite closely during coaching, whether it's six weeks, whether it's three months, six months, it's so important that you connect and that you see eye to eye rather than the one thing I found with the corporate world is I'm above you. And sometimes that divide just doesn't build that strong relationship where you can really work with each other Mm. on a really deep level. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas setting up HEM, working with the women that I work with, you, we can get that quite quickly, yeah. which is great. The difference is huge, but also, yeah, having that, having that freedom. Me juggling my time with having George when he gets back home, I'm getting used to juggling that time. So it's almost like I have a different hat on. So <laughs> HEM hat, and then it's like, right, George hat, yoga on my shoulder, you know, all <laughs> that stuff. The house is a mess. It's a very different world to when I'm in head, head office, like upstairs, but I, I, I enjoy it. I kind of, you know, it can be hard and it can be tough, but if you enjoy it and you love what you do, it doesn't seem like such a challenge. Mm. So finally, what do you think has been the most impactful or helpful contributor to your success so far? I think it's definitely been investing in myself through coaches and training and books without a question. I think you you know deep down when you need that help. And I think there's a lot around, well, I can maybe do this myself mm-hmm. or, okay, I don't know about marketing or I'm stuck and I don't know what to do. I'll look at it myself and I'll read a few books. And in my experience, if you hire somebody to help you, if you get a coach, it's the best investment because it fast tracks you to get to where you need to be. And I think if you were to do it by yourself, it would take you so much longer. You don't have the accountability. You haven't got somebody running with you and in your corner. And you get to that piece where you think, actually, I need I need some out, outward help here. I need somebody to push me to that point that I know I want to be in. I mean, do you find that what's for you? What's your tipping point with your clients that when they reach out and they go, Nikki, I need your help? Yeah, to be fair, it's exactly what you said. They've got to a point where they literally can see how they're holding themselves back in their business. And they've tried the stuff, you know, 15 years in learning and development, specifically in leadership and mindset. You buy all the books, you watch all the YouTube videos, you invest in the webinars, but it's only you in your own head. Even with journal practice, which I recommend to everyone to get to know yourself and to be able to explore your thoughts a little bit more objectively. But the tipping point for my clients and when they contact me initially seems to be, I've done all of the bits and I've spent a lot of money doing all of the bits. (laughs) You know, it's not cheap. And they know now that, like you said, they need that person to mirror back to them the things they can't see. Mm-hmm. They need that person to be able to hold faith in them when they can't hold faith in themselves. You know, track their progress when they're doing all or nothing, black and white, I'm great or I'm shit, you know? Yeah. And it's, I think that's really vital because I always talk about investing your time, your energy, and your money wisely. And it's not cheap, but rightly so. You know, when you are investing in that person to support you, I know for for me, and I also know being one of your clients, Camilla, you offer a WhatsApp in between sessions. And when you go away from a session, everything marinates. You've had time to mull it over and you start to go, ah, I see that in myself now. 
I understand. Yeah. There was this quote on, I think I saw it on Instagram about when you're in a bottle, it's hard to read the label. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it's the same in like the work that you do with your clients or the work that I do with my clients. When you're in that bottle, it's really hard to see where you need the help. And I think when you do self-develop and you do self-teach, you're looking at everything and that's where it becomes quite overwhelming rather than somebody like you mm. looking at somebody and going, I can see clear as day what will push you through to the next level to where you want to be, but you necessarily don't see it. Yeah. So when you're looking online and you're reading all these things and it is overwhelming because not all of them will help shift you that's it. to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the biggest thing in, in getting a coach and getting somebody to push you there. They fast track that. Mm. They, they get they get you they see it and they go this is where you need the help that's it. Uh, and that's why it's so impactful mm. we love our jobs don't we people listening will be like oh pass the bucket um but yeah i do <laughs> i hope that comes across to you all i hope that you're all getting a sense of these people love what they do and they are geeking right out yeah yeah completely <laughs> let's um let's jump into quick round questions are you ready i'm ready i'm ready what is your favorite quote and why okay so um my favorite quote is by seth godin marketing guru uh and he said uh you have a brilliance in you your contribution is valuable and the art you create is precious only you can do and you must and i love everything about that because it's about contributing your viewpoint and i think in a world where we look at instagram we look at facebook we look at what other people are doing it's really easy to be influenced by other people and actually when we do it we sound like everyone else um, and we lose that unique perspective on what we are doing and what's close to our hearts i love that quote i love that too but i i love the meaning that you've taken from it okay a resource i'm loving is uh the book that i've just read which i really like was emma gannon's sabotage mm. which i think came out like last month or something like that that was good uh, i love her stuff so it was around challenging behaviors around self-sabotage like procrastination and jealousy and in the critic um it was a really good read that's a good one recommend massively i'm gonna put all of the details in the show notes if you could go back to the beginning of being a business owner what would you tell yourself do it with lightness I would probably say, because the fear of failure, it can feel quite heavy, but just knowing that nothing needs to be perfect and just be yourself uh, and try and enjoy it because actually it can be a light process rather than heavy and self-doubt. Love that. Can you give our listeners a quick win takeaway? What quick win action could they take that would help them now? I would say speak it out loud. If you're saying, okay, I want to do a podcast and I think I'd really enjoy it and I think I've got a lot of value to give, say it out loud to your audience, whether that's on social media and say, I'm doing a podcast, it's going to be launching in X and you'll be amazed at how it sets a real emotion and makes you accountable and then you start the process like a snowball. Uh, but yeah, speak, speak it out loud and just do it. Is it Tara Reed said, do it, move on? And that's such a good motto of just like, get out there. Let, mm-hmm. let it start kind of like breathing, if you like. I can relate to that. the moment you do that like the same with me in a newsletter you know I've spoke to so many corporates and I've designed their newsletters and I've pulled it together and I've sent it out but when it came to myself I was like oh no and I thought I'm just going to put it out there on um on Instagram I'm going to say look it's you know sign up link in bio and actually I've really enjoyed pulling it together 
Uh, and it's I've, I've really loved doing it. But when I put it out there, I was like, I've got to do it now, haven't I? Because yeah. I've only gone and said it. Oh, bloody hell, I have to do it. That's a good thing to do. It helps me anyway. Love that. And lastly, thriving in life and business to you means... Grounding. So finding grounding and also accepting all your foibles uh, and then kind of creating a balance that works for you and just being a little bit easier on yourself. It's okay. Thank you so much. I've absolutely loved recording this with you today. It's been so much fun and I'm I'm so honoured that I am your first guest. Thank you. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast as much as I did and I'm sure you're wondering where you can find more of Camilla. Her Instagram handle is humanedgemarketing, all one word, and her website is humanedgemarketing.co.uk. If this episode did resonate with you, please don't forget to click subscribe and consider sharing this podcast with another leader or business owner that it might help too. Finally, if you'd like to stay up to date with me and what I'm up to, I'll leave all the links to my social media accounts in the show notes, or you can head over to tlb.org.uk. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode.